We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLakian, your host, and typically along with Peter Grandich, who's still out convalescing. But Peter will be calling in later in the show. And uh, we just want to welcome both our regional and uh, national and international listeners as well. And uh, we're excited to have you. Uh, we have a special theme today is raising up young, young entrepreneurs, which is one of my favorite things to do. And uh, we have a, a guest today, uh, Vince Tessie, who I've worked with on several projects. And we're going to be introducing Mr. Tessie a little later in the show. Uh, but for right now, uh, we're going to start off with our scriptures of the day. Our goal here at uh, Tandem Radio Live is to help entrepreneurs walk the Christian walk every day. It's a 24-7 path, and uh, all is fair in love and war is not what the Bible had in mind. So we're going to do our best to encourage you and help you and uh, encourage you mostly to seek God's guidance in your day-to-day -day walk, especially in your business and in your personal life as well. And again, our topic for today is raising up young entrepreneurs. So the scriptures for today are, we'll start off with Job 34, 32. Teach me what I cannot see. If I have done wrong, I will not do so again. Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Uh, some versions I know say raise up a child in the way that they should go. But that's Proverbs 22, 20, 20, 22, 6, excuse me. And of course, James 3, 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. And our guest today uh, is now cowering in the studio after I just said that because he is a school teacher. And we're going to talk more about Vince in a few minutes. Um, going back to the show theme and, and what we do, uh, we're excited to be here every Saturday from 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon. And I only say that because I know we get a lot of... Uh contacts from Facebook and on the internet uh, from people all around the country, and we're excited to hear from those folks, so uh, welcome if you're listening. And of course, you can catch the show live or watch any of the archive show, actually watch uh, on video, any of the archive show at www.tandemradio.com. So if you haven't taken advantage of the resources at tandemradio.com, you may want to click online if you're at home. If you're in the car, please pay attention to the driving. Don't be picking up that uh, uh, cell and uh, looking up the website. I'll also give the phone number today because I know we might have some people calling in with some questions because we have some great topics today. 800-575-9564. You can call that anytime during the show. That's 800 800- 
575-9564. And again, as we do each week, uh, we bring in a guest that uh, talks about topics that relate to business. And uh, if you're, uh, again, if you're at home, pull out a pen and a pad and uh, you're going to want to take notes because we're going to have some great information for you today here at Tandem Radio Live, which uh, again, we're here every Saturday. Today's guest is a gentleman I'm uh, just uh, really glad to know and I've spent a fair amount of time with over the last few years. Uh, one of the reasons is because he's been a school teacher to my sons and uh, he's also been involved in an organization that I enjoy doing work with called DECA and um, his name is Vince Tessie who happens to be a business teacher and DECA coordinator and I'll let Vince this morning uh, introduce himself and tell us about himself. So Vince welcome to the show and why don't you share with our audience a little bit about yourself. Glad to be here Glenn. Uh, I do teach uh, business courses at uh, my high school which is Colesnick High School here in New Jersey and I have been teaching at the high school now for 13 years, mm. and I have been the DECA advisor now for about 11 years, and uh, DECA does stand for Distributive Educational Clubs of America. That is a national organization for students that are interested in business and marketing, and uh, I really enjoy what I do, and just glad to be here. Well, you know, we are going to talk about a number of things today, including the DECA organization, because uh, that's an organization that most entrepreneurs don't even know about. And uh, when I got involved, when my son first got involved years ago, uh, and then I started to look into it, I was amazed that such an organization actually exists for uh, high school age students. And uh, it's pretty incredible. But we'll get back to that in a second. Now, Vince, you, you've had a pretty dynamic career. You you came out of college um, and, and you uh, uh, went into the workforce and then you eventually uh, became an entrepreneur yourself uh, and got involved in um, in franchising and then uh, went back into uh, working uh, and then went, eventually ended up teaching. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, you know, you, you went from business and then into teaching. Tell us a little about the transition. Okay. I did graduate from the University of Miami School of Business, so I do have a business background. I majored in management and minored in finance. And after graduating uh, from college, I returned back to the New York City area and I actually worked on Wall Street for a while and I worked okay. on the stock exchange, which was quite an experience. And I sort of bounced around there for a few years and got my trading license. And then uh, actually had an opportunity came up for a franchise business. Uh, a friend of mine uh, who also graduated from uh, University of Miami, Jim Burt, who ended up playing football for the Giants and the 49ers. Oh, no kidding. Uh, he was uh, into uh, buying some franchises, and one of them was a 7-Eleven franchise. So he turned to me and said, well, I'm going to be playing football for the Giants, but I'll <laughs> sort of be behind-the-scenes guy, and how would you like to run the store? And that's how I got involved in the franchise business. Oh, okay, okay. So you did franchising for a number of years, and then uh, you moved on, and, and now you're teaching. So tell us a little bit about the transition between actual business and, and teaching. I mean, one day you're an entrepreneur, the next day you're actually a government employee, technically right working for a school system that's true well it, it wasn't uh, uh, I would say an easy transition I actually went back to school at about 32 years old and I got my master's in education and I'd always been involved in coaching I liked working with uh, children and coaching is teaching and teaching is coaching uh, I went back and got my master's in education and uh, actually started out as a substitute teacher and then as a teacher's aide and uh, just kept you know, sending my resume out there, and I finally caught a break at uh, Colesnack High School. They hired me as a, a social studies teacher and business teacher, and uh, it's been great ever since. So you were able to uh, take your business experience and pump it into your passion teaching. Exactly. Now, you mentioned coaching. I, I believe you also coach at uh, the high school, correct? I do, and I, I really enjoy it. I'm a football coach. I have been coaching there uh, since the school opened uh, 
1998 was the inaugural year of Colesnake High School, and we started out with 400 students and just a freshman football team. Wow. And uh, from that 1998 staff, uh, I'm the only one left. So oh, really? I okay. must be doing something right. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and what do they have now? About a close to 2,000 students, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a full-blown high school. We're considered a group four high school with uh, close to 2,000 students. Wow, it's amazing. And, and I'll tell you, there's some incredible programs there. And the only reason why I bring that up is because, you know, many school systems um, – uh, not only the free, free whole regional school system, but many school systems have specialized programs. And uh, I know you have you have one in particular uh, relative to business. And, and why don't you tell us about the Learning Center and, and the students you have there? Yes, in my school district, uh, there are specialized learning centers uh, throughout our district. There's, since it's a regional district, there are six high schools there. And Colesnack is uh, known for its law and public service uh, learning center where students uh, enter ninth grade with an interest in civics and government and law. And uh, besides uh, the learning center, the law uh, section of it, we do have a business department, which we have built up uh, from uh, one or two courses uh, since 1998 to now. We have we offer over six or seven courses. Oh, wow. And so uh, students, I guess, that are interested in becoming an attorney or something like that would typically take this specialized program. Yes, uh, I actually teach in the law, uh, the law and Public Learning Center for seniors. So from freshman to junior year, they are taking some government law-backed uh, courses. And then uh, when they are seniors, uh, I do teach them what's called business and contract law. Mm, interesting. Now, you know, we're going to talk about DEC in a minute because I think that's a very dynamic organization. But you actually have marketing and business courses that, that students can take as electives. Is that correct? That is right. Uh our business department uh, offers many elective courses for freshmen, juniors, sophomores, uh, all the way up to senior year. And uh, the marketing uh, class is considered what's called a co-curricular class. So if a student uh, takes marketing, they automatically become part of the DECA organization, which is a national organization for marketing students. And that affords them uh, you know, endless possibilities. Right. And you also mentioned something that's just been mandated statewide. <clears throat> Before we went on the air, you were talking about a new program, right, that the, uh, the students have to take now in the schools. Tell us about that. Yes, actually, it really does help us out because uh, we have to recruit students and we have elective fairs. And uh, as teachers, we're always trying to uh, get students to uh, get as much information as possible. And with business not being a required class, uh, sort of we fill up our courses through word of mouth and, and through uh, student interest. But now, uh, starting with the class of 2013, the state of New Jersey felt that there was a need to have students uh, educate themselves about personal finance, which is budgeting and banking and learning about credit. So uh, we think it's going to be a great class that not only is going to be interesting for the students, but is an a necessity for the students. Mm. You know, it, it's always amazed me that how many kids that come out of college, literally, and can't even balance a checkbook. And uh, we wonder why our country's in so much trouble with finances and debt. I know when my son, one of my sons was 15 years old when he got his first credit card application in the mail. I was like blown away. Um, and uh, it was incredible how they got bombarded uh, with credit cards. And of course, they didn't have to have any background. And I should have told you to bring that story that you read uh, last time I was speaking in, in the class about the young kid that got a credit card, but um, that's a whole nother tangent. But it's interesting that New Jersey has become proactive in that sense because, again, literally kids are graduating college. It could have been bounced a checkbook, and now you're saying there's a program about that. Yes, I, I hope that it does expand uh, nationwide. 
And uh, I'm not sure if New Jersey has taken the lead. Uh, there might have been a few other states that have now a personal finance class that all high school students must pass to graduate. Uh, I hope it is a trend nationwide because, uh, as we all know, what happened in 2008 uh, with the financial meltdown, a lot had to do with uh, just common people not knowing uh, how to read their mortgage papers and, and mm. debt, and it's become a problem. So if we can educate these students at an early age and if they go off on their own to college, they'll be able to manage their, their finances. That's so powerful. you know. And, and I want to encourage those of you who are listening or are parents, uh, it's never too young to start your children learning about, uh, about m- money, for sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting the Bible speaks about money in so many different ways and, and talks about so many different areas of finance and being a good steward with your money. Um, I know we started with our kids. Uh, we had read a book when we were younger um, about, it was called uh, Kids and Money, and we literally started the boys at age five and six on how to handle money and so forth and so on, and uh, even taught them how to balance a checkbook at a very young age, and it's really helped them in their life tremendously. But we're here today at Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin, uh, typically along with Peter Granich, who will be on later in the show. And we're here with our guest, teacher, and uh, DECA coordinator, Vince Tessie. Uh, we got some great information about a program you're probably, m- many people may not even be aware of uh, that can help high school students uh, learn more about business. And, and I'll tell you, if you teach at the grassroots level about business, you can literally have a huge impact to help turn this country around financially. And boy, oh boy, don't we need it. So we see that these types of programs can uh, really help. And uh, I'm glad to see that our kids are getting the type of input that they need. So raise up a child in the way that he shall go. And even when they are older, they will not turn from it as a scripture. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. 
Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn Delakian, your host, and uh, we have uh, Mr. Vince Tessie here today, who's a business teacher and DECA coordinator, teaching kids all about business, a, a topic that's a favorite of mine, near and dear to my heart. I enjoyed so much teaching my own kids about business, and, and uh, Vince and, and other teachers have given me the honor of coming into the classroom on occasion and speaking about business to the students, and it's just great to see the young minds all excited, and, and that's one of the reasons why we have our scripture today uh, job 34 32 teach me teach me what I cannot see if I have done wrong I will not do so again kids just need that guidance and of course proverbs 22 6 start children off in the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from it and of course uh, reminding all our teachers out there of the James 3 scripture not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers because you know that we who teach will be judged more severely. So uh, it's important to teach our kids, and it's important to have quality teachers. And uh, someone like Vince Tessie, uh, I don't see that often in the public service, and it's good to have him on the show. So Vince, we're talking about, obviously, uh, students and your career. Let's talk a little bit about an organization I've come to learn about and, and really enjoy, and that's DECA. Tell us about DECA. Okay, DECA is a national organization for marketing students. And uh, it is open for membership for any student involved in marketing. At my high school, it is considered a co-curricular uh, activity. So students do uh, register. Uh, they pay a $14 dues. And uh, that is uh, sent into our national headquarters, which is in uh, Virginia. And uh, there are chapters uh, across the country that uh, belong to DECA. And uh, again, it involves uh, mostly the marketing students, although other students can compete in uh, the competitions after they uh, have passed the marketing class and gone into other other areas. Um, with uh, DECA, it's an organization that uh, stresses leadership qualities. It also stresses uh, uh, business and vocational understanding and really gets the students thinking about career possibilities, mm -hmm. which is, which is uh, great. And that sort of brings in the bridge between what's happening outside in the real world right into the classroom. Mm, that, that is excellent. And it, it really, uh, I see DECA really integrating uh, the real world in school. And, you know, so many times, uh, you know, they, people talk about or assume, especially in education, that kids go through an education. By the time they graduate, they really can't use much of what they learned in practical business. And I know many times I've met people with business degrees that um, don't really know much about business at all, uh, not in your case case, Vince, but in, in many cases. Um, and it's amazing because I see DECA really attacking that issue head on. Yes. Uh, there, you know, there is a rigorous uh, curriculum which uh, students follow throughout the school year. And uh, as they uh, go through the marketing class, uh, there are three levels of competition. Uh, there's a regional competition where students, it's an open competition, they take a hundred question uh, multiple choice test, and then they also are given a business problem. And uh, they can either do this uh, as an individual or as a team. And what they do at the regional competition is they're given 15 minutes to solve a business problem, and they're only allowed to use a sheet of paper and a pencil. And they brainstorm for about 15 minutes. And then a coordinator will come into the room and, and they'll say, time is up. And then uh, they will then go before a judge who is not a teacher but a business person, and then they would present their uh, solutions to the problem in about 10 or 15 minutes. Mm. 
Now, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I've had the honor uh, through my relationship with Vince to actually be a judge at some of the DECA competitions, and it, it was a real eye-opener for me uh, because I don't interact with a lot of teenage kids other than my own. Uh, most of my speaking that I do publicly and, and obviously that I do in business is with adults, and uh, that's where I'm most comfortable. But it was interesting to be integrated into that process. Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I know, obviously, you know, people know about the sports. They get the varsity jackets, and they get all that stuff. But DECA is a pretty incredible program. I know both of my sons, I was blessed with them being able to place at both regional and state levels. And uh, it was an awesome thing. But but let's talk about, uh, I'll talk maybe from a judge's perspective in a minute, but why don't you tell us a little bit from your perspective as the DECA coordinator, a little bit more about the competitions. Great. Uh, if students do well at the regional competition, then they would then advance to the state competition. And that's where the bar really raises because uh, to, to reach the state level, uh, it's usually the top uh, seven or eight or sometimes uh, even more, maybe 10 students in every category. And uh, when these st- uh, students enter the competition, there are many categories. For instance, they can enter uh, travel and tourism or finance or accounting business management, marketing. So they kind of pick their area which uh, they feel they have uh, the best chance of success. And uh, usually the top contenders from the regionals will advance onto the states. And again, they, they take a more challenging test at that level. And then the role play activities, the scenarios are a little bit more challenging, but it's basically the same thing. They're, they're going, they go into a room and as a, as a team, they would strategize with their partners. They're given a time limit and then they have to produce something and then give their presentation to the judges. Mm. Now, if they do well at the state competition, the, the icing on the cake is just a tremendous uh, experience at what we call the uh, international career development, where uh, every state now picks the top three students from every category, Mm. and they compete at a national level. And every year, that national convention attracts over 10,000 high school students from from, uh, around the country, and even uh, Canada and um, Puerto Rico, which is now, they they call it an international conference. Mm. And at at, uh, Colesnack, at my high school, we have sent uh, students to the nationals 10 out of the last 11 years. Wow, wow. And and that's a tribute to you for sure. You know, it, for, let me just talk a little bit from the, the judge's perspective. I was impressed when I first walked in, in uh, I did a regionals uh, re- first uh, in Middlesex, and um, we did the regional competition. I was just impressed by the sheer numbers. I mean, we're talking thousands of kids participate in this program, and uh, it was great to see. Uh, and, and just to give the audience a little more specifics, for example, example, uh, one of the students, uh, one of the student groups was given a, a, um, a scenario in my case where um, they were uh, talking about credit and talking about integrity in the credit industry. And they opened a new store and the new store was trying to get new business. And the idea was, who do you give credit, high credit limits to and who don't you give high credit limits to? I was kind of blown away by this because it was, um, I, I, my judging category was uh, uh, law and um, in ethics, right? Law and ethics. And I love that category. Category. It's a great category. But uh, what was given to the, and, and I don't remember verbatim, but what was given to the students was you had an opportunity to look at credit worthy people. And would you just give high credit limits to everyone so that way they'd spend more money in the store? Or would you scrutinize based on their credit um, scores and credit quality whether to give them a lower credit card or not? And it was amazing the diversity of responses from kids from everything from uh, what do we care? Let them spend up like crazy. All we want to do is sales to we have to be fiscally responsible and realize these people are digging themselves a ditch and we should only give them a $1,000 credit instead of a $7,000 credit or whatever it was. So it was a pretty amazing scenario. 
Another scenario I remember one time uh, was uh, in the hospitality industry where it's three o'clock in the morning, you're the general manager of a hotel, and your uh, best customer is at the front desk screaming and won't talk to anybody but you. And the judge, in that case myself, had to be the screaming customer, and the student had to sit on the other side of the table and not only take my heat but respond and then be judged on that response. So it was pretty incredible. Um, I want to clear for the record, I never judged either of my sons directly, so there was no fix in there. But I was able, I actually sat in uh, one session, I remember I went through 25 students uh, in a full, it was a full day, and we saw 25 students. Each one had about 10 minutes to pre- present their case, and it was just an amazing program. And and you could see, like you were saying before, Vincent, maybe we should talk a little bit about this, how the difference is from the kids who go from the regional up to the states. I I got to judge at Cherry Hill at the state level. It was incredible, the difference. Why don't you speak to that a little bit? Yes. When students advance to the state level, uh, they will get some more practice material so they can uh, prepare because the competition is more difficult at that level. So at Colstack High School, we then give students practice exams that have been used in prior uh, competitions. So uh, that will prep them and uh, get them up to speed for the uh, multiple choice test. And as far as prepping them for their case scenarios, uh, I will sometimes meet with my students in the morning and we will go through the practice role plays and with me being the judge and the students being uh, the participant. And what I really like about the the case studies is, is it's a it's a mix. You may have a student who's really good at test taking, but when it comes time to solving problems and thinking critically, they that might not be their strong point, or vice versa. You might have a student who really thinks well on his his or her feet and is a good communicator, but then when it comes to an application type uh, test, the quantitative part of it, they might not do well. So I think the competition is fair because it, it pulls from both areas. Mm. And uh, when it comes to uh, looking at the role plays, uh, the teachers are not involved in the judging. Uh, they want this to be as realistic as possible, and that's why they invite people from the business world, right. a- as you were invited, to be the judge, to keep it more impartial, and to m- actually to make it more realistic and more real world. Mm. That that made a lot of sense to me. When, when you uh, asked me if I would be involved, and uh, I went the first year, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, but the second year, third year were, were even more rewarding. And I would encourage any parent that if your your school has a DECA program, which most schools do, uh, that you would encourage uh, your, your students to get involved in it. And uh, especially if you're in business, I mean, get your kids involved in DECA. Um, but even more so, take some time yourself uh, and get involved in judging and other programs like that. Now, there's also, real quick, Vince, because we're coming up on a break, there's also a business plan aspect of DECA, right? Like writing business plans? Yes. uh, At the state level, since that is uh, more of a two or three day conference, students are allowed to compete uh, with a business plan. And this would be uh, either a 10 or a 30 page paper where students uh, write a detailed business plan uh, and they're allowed to enter that paper into a uh, competition for entrepreneurship. Now, I want to talk more about business plans after the break, because I know I've seen some impressive plans coming from your kids. We're here today at Tandem Radio Live with our guest, Vince Tessie. We're talking about raising up young entrepreneurs, the next generation of those people who are going to stimulate and drive our economy. And I'm just glad to be here with a DECA coordinator and school teacher and friend, Vince Tessie. Uh, we've done some things together, and most importantly, he's done a lot of great work with the students. And uh, just honored to have him here today on Tandem Radio Live, where we are every Saturday morning morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bridge 
FM radio network of stations and also on TandemRadio.com. So you can tune in and check out archive shows at TandemRadio.com and you can see us not only live but uh, in our archive shows there as well. So stay tuned. There's more right after the break. We'll see you in a minute. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best, and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement, become a member, and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian. And again, I'm typically here with Peter Granich, who's convalescing, but we'll be calling in in the next segment with his uh, economic outlook and uh, a lot of other fun stuff. He always has some fun stuff for us. Uh, we're here today with uh, Mr. Vince Tessie, who's a business teacher as well as a DECA coordinator. And uh, we're talking about raising up young entrepreneurs. And uh, that's very clear in Scripture that we, the old have to teach the young and uh, help and guide them in so many different ways. They're, 
there's so many scriptures we could have chosen for today, uh, but we did pick three key ones, um, and uh, we will be getting back to them shortly. But today we're uh, talking again strictly about raising kids up and, and helping kids at the high school level to better understand business and um, where we as business owners, and I hope if you're a business owner out there listening or, or somebody who wants to be a business owner, realize that I think part of our responsibility is helping these students, especially at the college level, if we can catch them, at, I mean at the high school level, if we can catch them at the high school level and help them through programs like DECA and maybe even integrating with some of your local schools, I'd love to encourage that. I've been blessed to be on the uh, Principal's Advisory Council at our local high school, and I've been able to be involved with people like Vince Tessie, who's here with us today, and, and involved in judging DECA events. I've been able to go into the actual classroom and speak uh, to some of the marketing students and, and business students, and it's been so rewarding. And it helps the school keep the kids fresh and relevant and programs relevant to uh, everyday business. And it is a blessing to each one of us. And I believe our scriptural responsibility to go out and teach the young. So if you're a business owner out there, listen up today. We'll show you some more ways of how you can help those young entrepreneurs out there. Vince, we were talking about DECA and the competition, and we were right before the break ended up with business plans. I've seen some pretty impressive business plans come from some of your students. Let's talk about that. How do you get your kids to write a business plan? I just have to, before I have you answer, that's one of the biggest challenges I have. I get people who come to me all the time for business advice who want to start a business. I'll go to a wedding and they'll say, what do you do for a living? I say, well, I consult on business. And they'll say, oh, I have this great idea. And I always ask everyone that same question do you have a business plan? And if they say no, I say, great. As soon as you have one, give me a call. And it's amazing how many people never bother to write the business plan. Tell us about business plans and the kids, Vince. Oh, it's one of my favorite classes to teach. I also teach a, a class. It's a half-year course, and it is called Business Management and Entrepreneurship. And the essence of the class, it's not a textbook-driven class. The essence of this class is for students to develop an idea and turn that idea into a 25 or 30 page uh, business plan. And when I see my students the first day of class, uh, we sort of brainstorm about certain ideas that they would like to, to have a business. And they write it down on a piece of scratch paper. And then I hold up a business plan that was done the previous year. And I said, look at the idea that you wrote on that piece of paper. In about three months, you're gonna have this in your hand, <laughs> a 30 page business plan. And they, they all kind of look at me and say, wow, how am I gonna turn my idea into a plan? But right. that that's it. <laughs> right. And you know, from a scriptural basis, I, I really believe that when they take this idea, they're really reaching into the spiritual realm of, of, of life and, and, and of their own mind and heart. And when they put it on paper, they bring it into the real world. So they take this conceptual idea that God hopefully gave them and they put it down on paper and that's what makes it real. And that's why I encourage young business owners or, or anybody at any age, if you're going to get into a business, you need to write a business plan. Now, we had a show about business plan writing a couple of months ago. It's archived on the website at tandemradio.com. You can check out Jacqueline's uh, insights there. She was tremendous. Um, and uh, so we're not going to get into the details of it. But tell us a little bit, Vince, about it. It's funny because even when I was in your class last speaking to the group, you had three of the students talk about their specific business ideas. Uh, I know one was few funeral services, one was shoe business, but it's interesting. Throw some of them at us. Tell us some of the ideas you've heard recently that are coming from some of these students. Well, one was just an amazing idea, and it had to deal with a digital mall directory. Like when you walk into most uh, shopping malls, you just see this plain, uh, large uh, map, and, and it's not really three-dimensional. It just sort of navigates uh, people to different stores. Well, I had a business student. Uh, she 
improved on that and made it more interactive and where a shopper could press on a store and actually find out if the product that they were looking for was there and the price. And uh, I, I actually believe that she's going to try to patent her idea. And it was just an amazing plan. That sounds like an excellent plan. And and I'm sure you've seen some crazy ones, too. Uh, anyone stick out in mind that were just, whoa, that's out there? Yes. Uh, uh, this year, I have a student that's working on a business plan. And for some reason, he was interested in amusement parks, but not just opening up an amusement park. He actually wants to, to create a business where he constructs and designs roller coasters. Oh, wow. That sounds like fun. I guess he should, he should watch that movie Space Cowboys. You ever <laughs> see that movie? Where the, one of the guys in there, that's what he did for a living, designs roller coasters. Tell him to take a look at Space Cowboys. Um, you know, it's funny. The other thing about I, I want to say about business plans, Vince, is I applaud you because of the way you motivate and encourage the students with these business plans. Now, I want to use an example that hits right at home. My, my oldest son, who's in Egypt right now, probably listening on the Internet, um, The um, when he wrote his first business plan, I know he wasn't real happy with it, and he wasn't even personally impressed with it. Uh, I was. that Here, a you know, 15-year-old kid was writing a business plan, and I can't get 30-year-old men who own businesses to write business plans. But he was writing a business plan in your direction, and you really encouraged him, and, and he ended up taking that to Deccan, and I think it took him to the States, right? Tell us about that. Yes. Uh, one of the introductory classes that I teach is called Fundamentals of Business, and usually freshmen and sophomores uh, will take that class. And during that curriculum run, uh, I actually devote some time to writing a business plan, which is more of a scaled-down version of the course that I teach for the seniors, which is a half-year class. But I remember when your son, uh, Glenn, was in my Fundamentals of Business class, uh, he picked a, a, an unbelievable business. He wanted to open up his own auto uh, <laughs> manufacturing plant. And he says, well, I, I'm going to give a go at it and, and uh, see if I can compete with GM and Ford and Chrysler. And I tell you, if you look at things nowadays, uh, I think he'd, he would do pretty well. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so he wrote the paper as a freshman, uh, and uh, he wasn't involved in DECA yet, so he got the grade. I, I remember it was a beautiful written paper, and I said, we're going to keep this on, on the back burner, and when you take marketing, uh, we can uh, you know, add a few things, and you can revise it and, uh, and enter it at the DECA uh, uh, competition, and uh, that's what he did. He, he took that paper that he wrote at, at 14, 15 years old and came back as a 17-year-old and then advanced to the States. Yeah, it was amazing because, like I said, when he first wrote it, he, you know, I was impressed with it. He wasn't overly happy with it. But what, what really stuck in my mind was how you encouraged him and stuck with it. And I know you do that with all your students, and, and that, that goes a long way. And, and I say that to any entrepreneur that's out there listening, young or old, wherever you're at. You know, if you have a business idea in mind and, and you think, you know, God gave you that idea, take the time to create that business plan or find somebody to help you. You know, there's many organizations out there like SCORE and some of these other organizations that'll help you. If you need resources at tandemradio.com, feel free to email us or, or click on some of the resources there and you'll find out how to write a business plan or, or how to get someone to help you write a business plan. But I can't encourage you enough, even if you're sure of your business uh, concept and even if you've been in business before, if you write a business plan, it allows you to make a lot of the mistakes on paper. Uh, so before you get 
to spending money and renting buildings and doing all that stuff, it allows you to really reshape your ideas and thoughts. And when you take that business plan and bounce it off other people, it, it can really make a huge difference. And, and you know, I was at a wedding not too long ago, and again, someone sitting at the table said, oh, I have a, a business idea. And it sounded like an interesting idea. And I said, do you have a business plan? And they said, yes, I went to score and wrote a business plan. And they said, would you mind if I send it to you? And they did. And and long story, don't be sending me business plans, everybody. I mean, I mean, if you want a bill for it, that's fine. But uh, the um, she sent me the business plan, and, and her issue was she had been going around for a year and not been able to um, raise any money, and she hadn't touched the business plan since day one. So she never took any of the critiques from the people who were saying no. She heard a no, and she went next, next, next. So I want to encourage people out there, if you have a business plan and you're getting no's, Ask for the reasons. Try to drill down, but find some type of mentor out there that'll help you, somebody who will guide you and, and help you refine the plan. Because, and you, can, I want you to speak to this for a second, uh, Vince. The business plans are evolving constantly, right? I mean, you don't write it one time and it's all that, right? Oh, no. Uh, and one of the uh, aspects of the course is that it is a, a course that is uh, primarily uh, given in a computer lab where students are working at their own computer. They, we have, they have access to color printers. And uh, the course is uh, uh, actually done in sequence where uh, the students begin writing systematically uh, the product and services plan. Then they work on their executive summary and their financial plan and their marketing plan. So they're writing it in pieces uh, every day and uh, they're saving it in separate files. And as they're writing sections, they will actually bring up a section to me and say, you know, we want you to look at it. I want you to you know, evaluate it and edit it. And then I will do that and give it back to them. And then they go back to their computers and they rewrite a section, add something, delete something. And then uh, as they continue this writing process over two marking periods, uh, they eventually have a, a viable business plan that sometimes is good enough to enter into a state competition, which DECA has for business plans. Mm, that's great. That's great. After the break, we're going to talk more, a little bit more about DECA. we got Peter coming up after the break. Just real quick, I know there's even a community service aspect of DECA, which we'll talk about after the break. And I know the kids go out there and, and actually put in hours in the community and work with different uh, applications. I know I ran into a bunch of them at the Ashley Lauren Foundation last month, and what a great job they were doing. I mean, I, I, I heard so many positive comments about the, uh, the kids from DECA, the kids from DECA. What a great job they did at the Ashley Lauren Foundation. So there's community service applications and, and all types of things going on. So, so much more to talk about as we usually have at the show, and we won't get to it all today, but we'll get to some more after the break. Don't forget, Peter Grandage is going to be up with his economic report right after the break. We got more information for you coming your way. Tandemradio.com. Be sure to check out our website for all the resources you need. And if you're out there listening, you want to make a quick phone call, we may be able to squeeze it in. We're tight on time today, but 800 575 9564 is a number. 800 575-9564. You listen to your host Glenn Delakian on Tandem Radio Live. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. 
When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn Delakian, uh, typically here each week with Peter Grandich, who I think is on the phone. Are you there, Peter? Yes, I am, Glenn. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I hope you've been listening to Vince Tessie. He's been telling us some great things about students and uh, what they do in school these days and how the high schools are helping students think more entrepreneurial. It's about time. I'm glad to hear that they're finally doing that. We need more students understanding business and finance before they get out of high school, that's for sure. But uh, speaking of business and finance, Peter, um, I know that's your bag, so uh, let's talk about it. Well, uh, basically not much changed since our last conversation last week. Uh, the stock market uh, in the U.S. Uh, pretty well was flat for the week. Uh, the undertones and things that might not have been on people's radar because it wasn't in the mainstream news a lot was uh, what is happening in the bond market and particularly the municipal bond market. Uh, at a time when QE2 was supposed to be impacting us and lowering interest rates, uh, interest rates in particular in the municipal bond market have risen sharply, and part of that is, uh, unfortunately, Several states, primarily California, Michigan, Pennsylvania, all are having some very difficult times where municipalities may have to file bankruptcy, and uh, that has showed up in the municipal bond market. So that was probably a news event that a lot of people didn't hear about, but something they should be concerned about, particularly if they own municipal bonds. Uh, general feelings in the world is basically the same. This past week it was uh, Ireland as part of the uh, European Union having what is really different than Ireland and Greece problem was Ireland is facing a current liquidity problem. Greece's problem is more of too much debt to GDP. In fact, Germany has more debt to GDP per capita than Ireland does. Ireland's facing a liquidity crisis, and part of the reason the European Union is trying to play hardball with them is one of the reasons there was a Celtic tiger in the last decade is Ireland has one of the lowest corporate tax rates for businesses in the European Union, and uh, the other countries would like to see that change so more businesses would head to their countries versus Ireland, and they're trying to mm. use Ireland's current problems to get them to change that, and that's really the untold story in that problem. And uh, 
pretty much status quo. The difficulties with financial markets now, Glenn, is once we get to Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and New Year's, liquidity starts to dry up. Many money managers, uh, hedge fund managers, etc., their performance, their pay, and their bonuses are based on a total year's performance. And as we get closer to year-end, they want to take less and less risk because they want to lock in gains or try to get rid of losers. So the markets really go into a, a drying up phase, particularly as we get into the second and third week in December. Mm. Now, Peter, can I ask you a question real quick? Um, you mentioned municipal bonds and, and uh, these municipalities declaring bankruptcy. If you own municipal bonds and they declare bankruptcy, does that wipe you out? Well, it all depends. Almost all municipal, well, first of all, it depends on what type of municipal bond it is. The best type of municipal bond you can have is a general obligation bond which simply means that the state or municipality uh, that underwrote it, uh, any and all abilities that they have to pay that, they must take. Other types of bond, revenue bonds, are basically what it sounds like. It could be like a a port authority or or a toll group, and their ability to pay is on their ability to collect revenues. And, of course, many municipal bonds now are, are sold with insurance. The problem is the insurance underwriters are having difficulties with the ability to actually get enough cash to pay if these bonds default. Also, what's happening in Michigan is very interesting. Again, uh, I hate to be continuously a bearer of bad news, but (laughs) the newly elected governor, instead of whitewashing the reality of the truth of many of his cities, has actually gone out proactively saying that many of the ways these cities are only going to really solve their problems is filing bankruptcy, that they're continually throwing state aid and federal aid at them is a band-aid that won't work. So it it really opens the door to some potential uh, demographic changes as well in 2011. And with interest rates so low uh, compared to where they were in the past, you know, I personally have argued for people for almost all of 2010 not to put any new money in bonds that have maturities of two years or more. That's just my own opinion. It's not investment advice. Mm. So, so d- let me get this right. You're saying that a politician in Michigan actually stated the facts? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> believe it or not, we actually have one here in New Jersey. Chris, Chrissy has really come in and really called things the way they are and, and really has come out and said, listen, if we're going to fix these things, these things have to change. And, and, and what you're asking people to change is things that they've been used to having for decades, and no one likes to give up stuff like that, but... There is being some frankness, I think, at least in the Michigan governor's part and New Jersey, to the real financial status of their states, where California is still very delusional in, in not coming to gripes with the real fiscal mess that it's in. Right. Well, it's funny, Peter, that you touched on all this, because I'm sure you recall our first show when we kicked off in um, uh, Ocean Grove, uh, we had several politicians on, one of which was, was very heavy-handed with that fact that uh, we that New Jersey was in more of a mess than people realized, and that the governor had to do some incredible things in order to uh, uh, get us back on track, and, and unfortunately, you know, People start throwing heat around about that, but they have to come to the realization that, you know, if, if the government goes bankrupt, we're all in huge trouble. Well, you can't have one person like me paying 2200 a month in health insurance and another person not willing to put 20 or $50 a month towards right. their insurance. <laughs> and, and that's what the balances are, you know, that, that are going to have to start to change. People who have not bared part of the cost are really going to have to start bearing the cost, and that includes seniors who really, unfortunately, and, and I live now in a seniors community who've gotten a free ride with Medicare, 
you know, has become too burdensome, and that has to change as well. So we have to go through pain, and we're still not willing to do it as Americans as a whole. And until we do, we'll never really start to solve our problems. Mm, that's right. That's right. Well, facing the truth is what we're all about here at Tandem Radio Live. And Peter, I thank you so much for calling. How you feeling? Pretty good. The cast is coming off Tuesday, and if I can hobble and scobble, I'll be in hopefully in the studio for the next show. Oh, great! Praise God. That's uh, Thanksgiving weekend, but I'll be here, and uh, uh, we look forward to seeing you back here as soon as you're feeling better. Thank you very much. God, God bless you, all. Peter. I'll talk to you soon. All right, we're here again today with uh, Vince Tessie. That was Peter Granich. Uh, uh, many of you know Peter Granich. At one time, he was called the Wall Street Whiz Kid. He's been on hundreds of uh, television shows uh, on uh, talking about finance and uh, uh, been uh, involved in finance for as long as I've known him. And the incredible thing I always find about Peter is uh, he's always dead on, and uh, it's awesome to, to know that uh, God's blessing him in many ways and blesses this show by allowing us to have him on. So thank you again, Peter, for participating, and we look forward to your healing and seeing you back in the studio. Again, our scriptures today, Job thirty four thirty two. Teach me what I cannot see. If I have done wrong, will I will do I will not do so again. That's so important. You know, and in teaching, Vince, I know that in teaching you see your students, they're doing things wrong, and that's where you jump right in and, and guide them and help them. Proverbs twenty two six, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are told old, they will not turn from it. Business owners, I can't stress it enough. Start teaching your kids young. Uh, it's great that the high schools are finally waking up to the fact that uh, over the last few years they've been really digging into uh, teaching our children not only about business but about finance. And again, James 3, 1 today, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. I know I take that seriously, and Vince takes that seriously as well. We're here with Vince Tessie, who's a, a, a business school teach, a business teacher at school and also a DECA coordinator. We've been talking about DECA and what a great organization. I know we touched on their community service aspect, which is a big part of DECA. Uh, they have uh, some community service requirements. So if you're a business owner and, and you have uh, a need for community service, I, I uh, implore you to reach out to your local high school and see if there's a DECA coordinator there, because uh, I love giving Vince a call every once in a while and say, hey, Vince, there's a charity I know in town that needs a little help, right, Vince? Absolutely. My students are always uh, eager to help out in the community in any way. And one of our uh, requirements for DECA members at Cold Snake High School is that uh, throughout the year, they at least give back to the community 12 hours. And we have a log sheet that which we, which we keep, and students uh, usually get to 12 hours very easily, and uh, it's a great way to give back. Real quick, Vince, we're wrapping up. We're coming at the end of the show. Just real quick, do you have a student example that came out of DECA that either wrote a business plan or something and maybe got into business or, or is just successful in your own mind? Yes, I did have a student that finished seventh in the country. His name was Anthony Montabano, and he wrote a business plan that dealt with uh, advertisements. Uh, he actually uh, published uh, like, a, like a booklet that you would see maybe at gas stations and 7-Eleven stores that uh, that was an ad book. And mm. uh, he actually created a, a business with his father, and now it's up and running. No kidding. That's great. Well, obviously, great results there, Vince. I want to thank you for your dedication and commitment. Uh, I know you're, uh, you're a great asset to the school and to your students and, uh, and then all your students that are listening today. I want to implore them, listen to what Mr. Tessie has to say. I know you have a lot of fun with your students, and, and you're a fun guy, and uh, uh, 
they enjoy your class, but I'll tell you, the stuff that I've seen taught in there has been a real blessing to uh, my kids and, and I know many other kids as well. So, Mr. Tessie, thanks uh, for being on today. We wish you great success in the future. Um, I want to thank our team, especially Jonathan Pelez, who's heading off. Uh, this is his last show today. He's um, graduating college soon and, and going to be working full-time in the field, and uh, we give you my, uh, uh, offer you all of God's blessings, Jonathan. Thank you so much for all you've done. I want to thank Robert and Sarah and John uh, Javert for being on the team also. And I just want to wish all of you uh, a happy and healthy Thanksgiving coming up this week. Remember the reason for that day. You know, Abe Lincoln set that aside so that we would all give thanks to God and praise to God for all of that. And uh, remember, God is the reason and uh, why we're all here. So keep that in mind. Stay blessed. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours, says Psalms. And be blessed in our Lord Jesus Christ. You've been listening to The Good News on Business, a tandem radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM radio network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves, and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, walk with the Lord every day, in every way.